Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate Spider-Man 3, one law-fleeing minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Zach Luna. And I'm Alex Thompson. Welcome, Alex. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Glad Uh, to have you back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Welcome back. Uh, You were uh, were an all-star in season one when you had one minute, and now you are uh, back for a full week. Now I, yep. Yeah, now I've got five. Yeah. <laughs> upgrade, upgrade, up, upgrade. Yes. Question mark. <laughs> Question. Yes. <laughs> we'll call it yes. Uh, well, today we're yes. uh, talking about minute eleven, which starts with the symbiote continuing to crawl out of the asteroid, uh, and ends with Flint Marco turning toward the camera after successfully fleeing the police. Ha-ha. I need I need I just need to remind everybody this is minute 11 like <laughs> we have <laughs> we have symbiote and Flint Marco and this is minute 11 when did we meet Octavius in the last movie it was like like 15 20, minutes 15 yeah, 20 minutes in something like yeah. that yeah yeah and we've already got two of them really three of them because <laughs> we've already had Harry yeah we've already had Harry so we've been we've been introduced to all three of our antagonists in this movie already and we're minute we're minute 11. That's uh, that is that is impressive. Um, Another you know. question mark for the day. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I they, they, I'm sure that there's there's ways for it to have been um, done uh, better, more more with a little more space, I guess. But I'm sure that this is a result of um, that age old uh, studio note. Uh, can we get to it faster? <laughs> <laughs> can we get to it yeah. faster? Oh, you just want me to. Just cut out Act One and just start with Act Two. Yeah, sure, I can do that. <laughs> and here, and you an got to remember, it's even faster than Minute Eleven because the first how many minutes of this were basically just recap of the previous movie. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, this is functionally like Minute Five. <laughs> yeah. <movie>. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, we're literally like we're probably on like page six or seven of the script at this point. Yeah. Oh uh, man, that is insane. Um. So anyway, yeah, crazy. Okay. As- as Peter is riding away with yeah. the symbiote, I, for some reason now I have that horrible symbiote pronunciation stuck <laughs> in my head. And with the symbiote stuck to his butt, his uh, moped, shouldn't his spider sense be screaming? No, because yeah. the the, mm. the symbiote, they never explain this in the movie uh, <laughs> because they never take the time to breathe in this movie. But mm-hmm. uh, the symbiote uh, does not set off his uh, spider sense. That's like mm. part of the thing. That's what makes Venom scary is that he can sneak up on him and he can be like waiting for him in like a darkened room and Spider-Man won't be able to sense him because the, the symbiote doesn't uh, set off his spider sense. You know, the thing that makes a villain cool where you're hero's powers don't work anymore that's my favorite yeah i love it i love it when my hero's powers can't be used (laughs) and they don't give it like even a one-word explanation or yeah no it is comics accurate but it's they don't even 
come anywhere close mentioning anything like that in the no. film. It's just, um, Peter, what you doing, buddy? There's a literal <laughs> space alien monster sneaking up on you. Yeah. While you're well, doing I mean, your helmet dance. That's always kind of the issue with the spider sense. Is in theory, if he's got spider sense, should anything bad ever really happen to him? Yeah. Right. I think it's like mm-hmm. like a distraction based thing. Like it's always it's always letting him know. But if he if he's busy doing something else, he can mm-hmm. get off guard by it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I buy that more in the comics version than I do in the the Sam Raimi version. Like, um. Like, in the comics, the spider sense is, like, a tingling that warns you, oh, something bad's happening. But it's sort of, in this film universe, presented as, like, a quicksilverian time-slowing-down thing. Mm-hmm. Where that where you have, like, precognitive awareness of bad things hap- happening. So See, like, I, actually, yeah. I actually prefer that because it, I think like flipped. it... I think it visualizes what I always imagined it was in the comics. Whereas I have a problem with the way that it's depicted in the MCU because it's like, it's like <laughs> every time Barely it happens there. to him. Yeah. yeah. Well, every time it happens to him, he's like, why are all the hairs on my arm standing up? Oh no. And then he gets hit. Like it's, <laughs> it's always, it's always like he has to take the time to look at his arm. Uh, <laughs> and then by that point, it's like, well, there, what was the point of the spider sense then? If you don't jump out of the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the problem with it being just sort of a generic danger is coming is how do you know what's danger and what's danger to Spider-Man? If someone like slaps him on the back, just like a, Hey Pete, how you doing? Right. Wait, is that danger? Yeah. Right. Does he- well, and that's and that's the reason why I like it in the Raimi verse because it it mm-hmm. allows them to it allows Peter to have a moment to connect with where it is because what I imagine is you know how like um with uh with with Daredevil right he's blind mm-hmm. he can't really see and whenever they depict it in film it's always like. He, you see what he quote unquote sees and it's like this echolocation thing, but yeah. we're still only capable of showing that in 180 degrees when in reality he can see in 360 degrees because yeah. it's echolocation. So he can see all around him at all times, but there's no way to properly visualize that. And I think it's the same thing with the spider sense in a way of like, mm-hmm. he knows exactly where the danger is coming from. That's part of it. I think that's innate in, in the power, but visualizing mm-hmm. that in a 180 degree frame is very difficult. And yeah. I think that the Raimi movies have done it the best. I don't remember what the amazing Spider-Man movies did, how they I- depicted it or if they did it all i don't remember i don't know if they really uh there's like a bit in uh the second one where like there's a car flinging at a bunch of people and he has to figure out a way to, to stop them immediately and it they sort of ape the time slowing down aspect of it but it's not really clearly done like, yeah i the the time slowing down thing i think is a great cinematic convention i i think i like it the best when it's just the shorthand of we hear that like ringing sound yes and he ducks out of the way i think that's my favorite version yeah. of it um mm-hmm. when we go full indulgent with it it almost feels like a, a daredevil movie um, right for sure yeah for sure yeah so yeah uh, but but I, I, but I think it was necessary in the first movie maybe not in the second one or any time in this one it happens if it happens i don't remember um but but i think in the first one the purpose of it in the flash fight scene is just to like like as the first time like okay this is what it's like every time you hear this noise 
And right, then right. going forward, every time you hear that noise, it, it does like a snap zoom into his face and then that's it. And then he gets out of the way, you know? Yeah. 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 Except for the goblin pumpkin bomb blade things. Then <laughs> then he turns into a water balloon, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. You establish the power the first time and then <laughs> the other times you can kind of ellipsis it. Uh, right, totally. right. The one right. that the one that comes to mind, another one like that is in uh, Terminator 2. The first time that we see the Robert Patrick Terminator do his full transform, they show the full transform, mm-hmm. the liquid metal morph into a person. Mm-hmm. And then most of the time they don't really show it. They show either before it or after it. Yeah. But, you know, because you've seen it once, you can fill in the blanks. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's about finding the perfect sound effect so you can do that off camera mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry yeah. about it anymore. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, I so so I want to I want to I want to <laughs> I want to start this minute. We're already going. But um, <laughs> I want to I want to talk about um, the symbiote because uh, one of my problems with the Venom movie and honestly, I've surprisingly few problems with the movie other than the fact that like it kind of shouldn't exist. But also in my heart, <laughs> I'm glad that it does. Oh, um, it's bizarrely be- fun. Yeah. It's so stupid and great. <laughs> um, but but uh, I hate the symbiote in it. I, I it, 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 it's like a. Like the way that it is, it's just like, it's like, it's like just jam. Like, it's just like, <laughs> like, like, like jam that can like move around and soak into clothes. And it just, I don't like the way that it looks at all. It's this like too is liquidy. Yeah. Way, way too liquidy. It's like, um, um, I'm trying to think of like a good, you know, like the, like the, you remember those, um, those things that they used to, I don't maybe they still have them. I don't know. I'm not a child anymore, but, uh, <laughs> those, those, uh, the, the jello that would come in tubes, um oh that you would what? like pack for lunch boxes sounds vaguely familiar but i just know the little ones where you like peel the top open and you can like squish it squish yeah it out. yeah it is a squishy uh let's see jello in a tube 90s <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that's a thing. Yeah, um, back in the '90s, I if I was having Jello in my lunchbox, it was Jello we were actually making at home. So I don't think I was getting my Jello tubed. Nice. Yeah, I didn't get it a lot either, but um, it was a thing. There it is. It's a uh, squeeze it. Um, squeeze it. Yeah, I think squeeze it. I think that's what it was. I think that that was the stuff that turned into Jello. Um, I could be wrong. Nine, some '90s kid, and let me just say, let me preface that by saying I am a <laughs> '90s kid. However, uh, I I was poor and I didn't get to have a lot of these things, so I only knew about them by living vicariously through my much richer friends. Yes, um, of course, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, but that's what that's what the that's what the Venom goop in the Venom movie always looks like. Is it looked yeah. like the the squeeze it jello um it looked like it had a lot of preservatives in it um, <laughs> but this symbiote looks like a living creature and yeah i love the way that this thing looks uh i guess when they were working on what they wanted it to look like uh uh sam was very specific with the effects department he said that um the one thing i don't want it to look like i want it to look like an alien thing I know your instinct is going to be to make it look like a spider. I don't want it to look like a spider. Do not Uh make it look anything like a spider. It's too easy. I want it to look like something else. Um, And, and then they came up with this thing that where it like, 
it like crawls sort of like in front of itself. Like it keeps like kind of folding like over end itself. end over end. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. Oh, it's man. Like a, it's a weird it, method of locomotion that you don't see a, a real it, animal do, but it feels dangerous. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it reminds me a little bit of, you remember those like slap hands? Those like yeah. gooey, it's a hand <laughs> on a on a string talking about more 90s toys. Yeah. 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 Uh, You'd like slap it on the wall and then the hand would slowly lose its suction and then fall down the wall, but it wouldn't fall all the way off the wall. Totally. Right. Yeah. Cause Either it, like, like that took, or like a slinky. A little yeah. Bit. It, it took a certain amount of like force to fling the thing and then it could yeah. grab. And then there was another yeah. weird like violent movement in order to get it to move again. It has that yeah. same type of gloppy feel to it where it, I don't feel like if I um, like kicked at this thing that it would splash into droplets. I feel like it has a, a structure to it in a yeah. more mm-hmm. firm way. And that's yeah. what I like. I, I and, absolutely love the way the symbiote looks in this. I, I wish that it worked in the same way that the symbiote works in like the comics. Like I wish it didn't just soak into his regular costume. Like I wish it formed a costume. Well, uh, but I also, will get there later, but yeah. Yeah. It it is unclear whether it's which it's doing because yeah. <laughs> okay all right we'll get there <laughs> yeah it but is yeah, very I, unclear uh, that's true yeah I'll also I, shout out because um, I've been watching a lot of uh, YouTube things on YouTube of like VFX people breaking mm. down good and bad oh yeah the CG quarter, from movies quarter digital guys yeah uh yeah oh, yeah corridor digital I've been yeah. watching a lot of them uh, and one thing you will note is this scene is dark which helps to hide a lot of the flaws of the turn of the century CGI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The d- only thing that I, would help it hide it better is if it was also raining. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah mean, obviously dark. the symbiote is seen later on in broader daylight, but mm-hmm. yeah, you can hide a lot of flaws with darkness. Yeah, yeah. This is a great w- darkness plus one, like one strong light source so that mm-hmm. it emphasizes whatever raised detail you do have, but mm-hmm. hides a lack of like textural mapping or, Mm-hmm. Yeah. subsurface scattering or any of that sort of stuff so yeah. this was a cool way to shoot it like we were talking last week about this like almost vampire movie aesthetic they're doing for the day for night scenes here with this like cool uh tone like moonlight coming in from the side being the only thing lighting the thing it's yeah it's it's good i don't know yeah this moonlight being projected at like a 160 degree angle yes that. yeah it, it it i like it i like it a lot um i also like these dorks doing their little helmet uh ritual yeah i i like the practical uh coming down from the from the tree that's oh yeah we forgot to mention that yeah, yeah. they they come they come just you know they come right down from that tree and i guess they were higher up than we thought than we give them credit for yeah we were <laughs> razzing them a bit last week about their picnic approach hammock approach whatever um but yeah that like tarzan shot where they come down from a pie Mm-hmm. There's no cutaways, no tra- it's all in camera. It's the principal actors coming down on a line. Um yeah. I think it's really smooth. Yeah, looks great. Yeah. Um and I just I love how much like like okay, th- this guy, he has a helmet that still has the torn sticker from when he worked at Joe's Pizza on it. <laughs> and like he's such a dork. He's got this like you know, this this not great suit. Like it looks kind of goodwillish. Um, it looks like maybe it belonged <laughs> to Uncle Ben a while back. Yeah. Uh, and he's got this stupid moped and she is just so happy to just crawl on the back with her dumb helmet 
and hold on and go like i there's just something so charming about like how much she's kind of slumming it but like happy to i don't know she's like oh this yeah, is better and, <laughs> and they're well what they're doing i think from a storytelling perspective is they're showing the relationship when it's healthier and happy mm-hmm. before it gets threatened in the next in the coming scenes the, yeah the healthy health of this relationship Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, we're, she hasn't gotten her review yet. And that's when everything starts True. going down the drain is that she gets that review and mm-hmm. kind of takes that on him a little bit. I mean, granted, we'll get there. But, you know, <laughs> he, he has some issues as well. But Oh, yeah. yeah. But, but, they're, but, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 things are about to get difficult for these two. Um, yeah. But the groundwork is well laid for the idyllic for like this and the like you know sound wave talk he had the other day where he's doing something so dorky but she's genuinely into it is yeah i think if this film had a little more breathing room in the beginning i think it would uh play even better because uh, it works in isolation here yeah mm-hmm. uh question how many times do you think this symbiote tried to bond with the moped <laughs> mm. It's uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy thing, right? Where Ford lands on Earth and then tries to make friends with a car because yeah, he thought right. that was the dominant form of life on the planet. It's like, yeah, there's so many of them here, and they're so big and noisy. Uh, this, uh, this, this symbiote or a tree. definitely. He, we're he's we're surrounded also working... by trees. <laughs> we working... could have said tree is the dominant. Yeah, form. yeah. <laughs> this symbiote probably met a Groot at some point. Um, <laughs> I'm, we're working under at least I am I'm working under the assumption I don't want to I don't want to take Zach with me on this ride Keep um, going. Yeah. I'm working on the assumption that uh, the, this symbiote is a baby that it's it's an infant symbiote <laughs> and that that asteroid that it was in is uh, is both a spaceship and an egg and it just hatched out of it I'm I, I feel like the spaceship aspect leads me more towards having a like a fully conscious adult symbiote they're just small until they eat things no 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 it's like a it's like a it's like a superman situation the oh, planet okay somebody planet else was dying programmed. Oh, yeah. this is baby kal-el this is baby kal-el symbiote oh my god mm-hmm. look it's him <laughs> it's just kal son of krypton and and uh so gross. this is uh ma and pa kent that that just uh-huh. found it I see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. See, I All was right. thinking that probably the reason why it went towards Spider-Man is probably because it has some ability to detect that he is the most powerful thing around. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, yeah, there are trees, there's grass, there's dirt, there's moped, there's, there's a other couple humans. Of humans. Yeah. 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 But, you know, screw those other humans. This one this, this one is got... this one's interesting. The yeah. energy there's more to Yeah to vampire vampire off of him is that a yeah. verb mm-hmm. i can use now god imagine uh, if um imagine if the the instead of the symbiote bonding with peter later it bonded with mary jane and how different this story would be as a result whoa. of like mary jane feeling down in the dumps and rejected from being an actress and then whoa. feeling jealous of Spider-Man being so successful and then getting the symbiote. So and then... she definitely would have burned that theater down. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. For sure. <laughs> I actually oh. think other than possibly committing arson on the theater, it might've been good for her acting career. Totally, <laughs> yeah. Been, yeah. <laughs> like give her an, give her an edge as a performer that she kind of doesn't have yeah right based yeah. on what we've seen of her in the theater she's just kind of a nice pretty she's there 
a little timid. Right. Yeah. 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 She's very timid. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. Very timid. Like uh, she, <laughs> she gets the symbiote and then goes and like smashes an audition for some sort of like TV series or something and yeah. then becomes even bigger. Becomes a series. How do regular. we know this didn't already happen? Maybe this is where Kat Von D came from. <laughs> or Tita Von Dees. It was just some nice, quiet girl from uh, New York who got bonded with the symbiote. And then, Perfect. You know. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, all right. So uh, we move from this scene to the introduction of uh, Flint Marco. Uh, yeah. And he is in a jumpsuit running from the cops. And I, I will say this, um, and we'll, we'll talk more about Thomas Hayden Church tomorrow, but um, dude got ripped for this movie. Yes. Uh, yeah, and man. and not 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 so much not so much like rippling ripped I guess but like he got he got thick like he he he, he Thanos up for sure yes yeah. yes yeah. exactly um, um yeah hats off to Sam and his uh, Baker's dozen of storyboard storyboard artists because this is like comic book time right here like yeah. running through the streets at this like high key lighting and the running down the the quietest New York City street you've ever seen. <laughs> well, except yeah, for the probably, train. Probably on a back lot. Yeah. Um, and the, the train is definitely added in post because I think the, the running stuff and later in the week when we get him um, in the alleyway, I think that stuff is on a soundstage. But oh. even so, it just... I mean, the train has to be in post, right? Because wasn't that one of the things in Spider-Man 2 is that there aren't any um, covered trains? In, there like, there elevated are train. above ground trains, but they're there not in ground. the neighborhoods where, the, where that sequence takes place. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. You have to be way further out. Because um, they did like the Chicago t- type elevated train in Spider-Man 2. Because yeah. it's more like the elevated train is more... The, the E-train is in like the Queens area and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like more of like neighborhoods than like Manhattan proper. <laughs> yeah, I just love this stuff where like there's the searchlight on the car that like like does the transitions like from one shot to the next, and then oh, like yeah. goes past his eyes and everything. Like, it's is all this very car simple. actively looking for him, or are they just out on patrol? I I took it as actively looking for him. Like he just escaped prison, and they're looking for the guy who escaped prison. So that's like the ticking clock in the background that yeah that I guess. Mm-hmm. But what's weird about it though is um you know in the original draft of this the whole mm-hmm. thing was that um he only escapes from prison because uh the vulture builds uh, uh wings out of uh stuff hanging oh, around yeah. the prison and like he uses the, the his shiv wings to like escape prison <laughs> with Flint Marco. And they become a pair. So I'm very curious as to how he managed to sneak out by himself without the vulture helping him. Yeah, he doesn't seem like the smartest villain. So. No, no. That's why he was like perfect for teaming up with the vulture. It was like the yeah. vulture was like the was like the uh, 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 <laughs> brains. The brains. Yeah. Yes. But like I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to I was trying to make a specific reference to Wallace Shawn in, uh, in Princess Bride. Oh, Vizzini. Oh, yeah. Okay. Vizzini. Yeah. He, he was, was a Vizzini to to his. Sandman's uh, Fesic. Yeah. His yeah, Fesic. Yeah. Um, but oh, uh, that was definitely the uh, the relationship in the uh, original draft of this. Can you imagine Wallace Shawn in a giant bird suit? Like I can, I can, and I am, I am, I am internally furious that that's not what happened. (laughs) (laughs) You were not hired for your brains, you hypotetic landmass. Oh my god! Oh my (sighs) god! 
You know, they were going to cast Ben Kingsley, but uh, that would have been a mistake. Wallace Shawn for the Vulture. (laughs) Wallace Shawn for the Vulture would have been one of the greatest things in cinematic history, I think. Oh, I'm picturing Wallace Shawn now in uh, doing all of Michael Keaton's lines from Homecoming. Oh, (laughs) man. Hey, Pete. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, Good thing your old pal Spider-Man was there. Yeah, that was... uh, Wallace Wallace Shawn in a Sam Raimi movie, just in general is oh, yeah. something I never knew I always wanted. Um, wow. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, my Dinner uh, with Vulture. My Dinner with Vulture. Uh. <laughs> That's... Oh, That's man. I'm so upset. <laughs> it's, it's so good. It and also, be... also yeah. Thomas Hayden Church and Wallace Shawn. That's a good combo, I think. Especially I think so, too. this particular, like, Flint Marco character that he's doing would be so great yeah. opposite Wallace Shawn. <laughs> <laughs> Actually thinking about the two of them, I feel like they have a very, very vague facial resemblance too. Like they could be I could see that you calling them like cousins or something. Yeah. Oh, or like yeah, yeah. They were that's why he was involved in the Vulture's crime ring or something yeah. that got His them sister in, made him break they, them out. Yeah, too. they look they yeah. look similar enough that you could tell me they're related and I'd go, Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sure. yeah clearly yeah. one of them got all the size, but you know. By this. Um, you you mentioned how how ripped uh, Thomas Hayden Church got. Uh, I I looked this up and apparently uh, Sam Raimi asked asked him to bulk up a bit, and he also asked that of uh, Topher Grace, and both of them mm. put on about twenty five pounds of muscle. It's just that yeah. <laughs> Thomas Hayden Church is so much bigger to begin with that no, nobody gives uh, uh, old Topher Grace credit for <laughs> getting yeah. getting really fit to do this stuff because there was a. Um, an interview where they're talking about like all the wire work is really taxing on your body, even just like being wall crawling and stuff like that. Is yeah, really hard. for sure. It's all core stuff. So Topher got in the best shape of his life for this, uh, even though he's still playing a weedy version. We'll get to him. We'll yeah. get to everything. Well, Topher Grace had the same problem that I do, uh, which is when you have that very long, lean form, you can mm-hmm. put on weight and put on muscle and it doesn't really... It doesn't read. Show. Yeah. I yeah. look the same now at 240 pounds as I did at 215. Because right. yeah. there's it's just a lot of body to put it on. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's tricky with that lean thing. Um, I also remember them b- briefly saying that like two weeks after shooting, all the weight that Topher Grace had put on was gone. Yeah. Sure. That's his metabolism. <laughs> that it, it just He put the 25 pounds on. Soon as he wasn't on the diet and the workout plan anymore, gone. Yeah. That, that's Eric Foreman for you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Man, to have that kind of metabolism. Wow. Uh, I'm sure he doesn't anymore, right? That would be unfair, I mean, right? I don't know. Because he was like... My metabolism 20s, slowed right? down a bit. Sure, yeah. Um, I think Tom Hayden Church, this was the first... I know actors had done it before, but this is the first actor that I remember like really getting big to be in action, to be in an action movie. Mm, I, yeah. know, I know that Tobey Maguire had done it, but like he... He got kind of like Spider-Man shaped, but this is the first guy I remember turning himself into like a big bruiser. Yeah, to... yeah. To- Toby got lean and and yeah. and and even yoga fit. You know, yeah, he got yoga fit, and even when and like he was already kind of there because like he did that test, that screen test. Remember where mm-hmm. he like looked like Bruce Lee? Um, yeah. So like, and that was well before they started shooting. So he was already like pretty fine i think he probably just put on a little a little more like a little extra meat but that's mm. it um thomas hayden church was like yeah that was absolutely like the first time that uh i think i can remember 
an actor being like, oh yeah, I'm going to bulk up for this role. And it was like, what? Like it was like the movie. Yeah. Yeah, It was like the first like major transformation I think I'd ever seen someone have. Yeah. Cause Hugh Jackman hadn't even been, he eventually made a thing out of doing it for X-Men movies, but he wasn't even doing it yet for, for playing Logan. Right. This is the, the original Chris Pratt, Thomas Hayden Church. (laughs) (laughs) Or Chris Hemsworth. Or Chris Hemsworth. Well, but I mean, Chris he, Hemsworth, he, he's another one. He's always in good shape. Right. 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 Yeah. He gets right. huge. He just like, went from <laughs> Chris Pratt literally went from like <laughs> schlubby guy who drinks beer and plays video games to Star Lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to the point where they had to like make up reasons for it on his long running TV show. Yeah. He was on and make time. him grow a beard <laughs> to hide his chiseled, <laughs> chiseled chin. His yeah. chiseled jawline. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. boy. Um so this uh this this shot that sort of ends our minute with um you know him stepping out of his hiding spot which he just has this little hiding spot where you see his eyes. <laughs> I don't know where he's hiding. Is he hiding in like a like a sewer crate or like <laughs> where is like he? Like in between two like pallets. There's like a stack of wooden pallets or something. Yeah, it looks like just... there's some trash out. Like it might be garbage day tomorrow. Okay. He's trash Maybe man. he's found yeah. someone's pile of trash to label. Right. He's know. hanging out in the garbage. But yeah, so they turn a corner to go check out another uh, neighborhood and he just steps out right behind him. I'm like, you know, but kind of a ballsy <laughs> move, dude. Like they're mirrors. right there. Like all they have Wait. to do is look in their rear view mirror and they can <laughs> see you. <laughs> yeah. Wait, one more second. Yeah. Just... Come on, yeah. That but, shot um, is pretty great, though. When he turns, I love that part. It is, it is great, and I and I especially loved it the first time I saw it in Spider-Man Two when Doctor <laughs> Octopus did it. You know, if it, it ain't broke, it's just the mirror image of that shot, and unfortunately, it's less exciting because he doesn't have octopus arms. Yeah, but the, what the he does co- have is a big chiseled lantern jaw. So that's yeah. true. He does get to show that off here. That, that is true. The timing of it's fun. Yeah, um, he's looking directly into the camera too. <laughs> you don't get to do that a lot. That must be a relief as an actor when you're able to do that, when you're not constantly having to tell yourself not to look at the camera. I, I don't know if it would be a relief. Is more as like slightly jarring slash terrifying. Oh. Like I, I don't. Well, it's just you work so long with that like understanding. Well, I don't look in the lens. That's how we do. And you know, if you're ever looking near the lens, they'll put like a um, a little piece of tape. For your eyeline to make sure it's close enough, but not directly in yeah. it or whatever. Yeah. And then I, I was doing a short film where they wanted me to deliver a line right into the, the lens, and it was like, it was like the first time in five years that I was afraid of a camera. I was like, <laughs> wait, like at it, like, like this. It's, it's so wait, intimidating. Like, no, I don't want. But it's gonna see me. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's like it you have to ignore all the technique you've spent all your time in your yeah, training. Right. Yeah, the muscle it. memory is there that you know like it's not like you're building real skills like carpentry or something, but like you yeah. know, you get you get accustomed to the the physicality of hitting a mark, you getting your feet to the same place without looking at it, you know, being in the hitting your light without looking for your light and getting your eye lines in the right place without looking at the camera and then to yeah. undo that I would feel like, I don't know, uh, trying to shift with the other hand, like in a car in the UK or something where like everything is flipped. I don't know. Seems mm-hmm. dumb. Um, but he's doing, he did a good job. I think. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. He's good. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. 
Um, all right. Did we nail this? Yeah. I think we did. <laughs> I, think I, th- we okay. I think I think minute 11 is nailed. I think we got it. Uh, all right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you want to talk about some of the things we talked about today and you're on Facebook, you're going to want to join the Spider-Man Minute Friendly Neighborhood Listener Group over there. Uh, join in on the discussion and, uh, you know, write some posts, ask us questions, ask the group questions, uh, whatever, you know, the normal stuff. So go do that if you haven't already joined the Facebook group. Again, that's the Spider-Man Minute Friendly Neighborhood Listener Group on Facebook. And we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 12. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.